What is up, Daddy Gang? It is your founding father, Alex Cooper, with Call Her Daddy. Okay, Jackie Schimmel, welcome to Call Her Daddy. Oh, are we on? We're on. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, I figured sorry. we have Henry. Um, Leo, can you maybe come into Richard! The- Rich- Richard! Oh my god. Richard, come here. Treats? His- Wait, look at his body. I... It, it baffles me. He's so low to the ground. It's crazy. Look at his body type. Like, <laughs> how do you explain his body type? Can I we get you say, in camera? Come here. Leo, get your ass over here. Come here. Come here, baby <laughs> bitch. I would say that he is reverse pear-shaped. His father is pear-shaped. And he's reverse pear-shaped. Are you talking about his father is in your husband? Yes. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew is pear-shaped. He's 100% pear-shaped. He should know. I dated a guy that was pear-shaped once. It's not bad. I don't love the chafing element. <laughs> and speaking of chafing, I'm wearing burlap pants. It's 100 degrees. I feel like I have a white woman's, like, cocktail reception in my vagina. <laughs> they look burlap. great. They look great. <sighs> Itchy. In the wrong places. So you're a fellow podcaster. Yeah. And I was thinking about this. Someone, I asked people to write in, like, what do you guys want us to talk about? Oh, God. And... People were like, how are you guys friends? And I'm like, how do we... That's rude. Yeah. No, no. How are you guys... Like, how did you guys become friends? They're like, no. They're not like, how the fuck are the two of you friends? I'm like, it kind of makes a lot of sense. You guys don't get it? Like, we're kind of similar at all. No. And I was like, how... How did we become friends? Okay, I totally know how this happened. Tell us. Also, I love that I'm drinking iced coffee. I never do this before, but I figured I'm so comfortable with you that if I need to shit my pants during the interview, I can... (laughs) A full gallon of matcha, and I probably will shit, but you won't know because I'm wearing burlap pants. What are burlap pants? You know, like when you go to like a sad live, laugh, love wedding, and they have like those burlap tablecloths at the cocktail hour? Yeah, yeah. You're wearing them. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I get that. That looks like beach house vibes, actually. They're Gucci. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) I actually love when you're wearing designer, but you have to clarify they're designer because they they don't appear designer. No, they really don't. No, they do. They do. <laughs> They're like itchy and like like You need to pull this down. I need to see your face. You oh. look great today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Don't you podcast for a living? N- yeah, but I don't do video. Oh, that is by clear and concise design, least- honey. <laughs> I will say that's one of my least favorite things about doing video is I've had to start putting like makeup on, like a little tinted moist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Even yeah, yeah. for a solo, those are. I'm definitely. I look worse. What's going on with the flowers in here? It's Didn't so bad. Like, what's happening? No, no. What is this? Let me just be so clear. Why are they so erect? No. <laughs> okay. Speaking of Midwest <laughs> cocktail hour, okay. let me be so clear. <laughs> Marrying your cousin. What is going on? Okay, you know this is a good conversation to start off with. Yeah. My set. I started with like a vision. What was that vision? <laughs> Can we just get some like hot pink orchids? Okay. Aren't you rich? <laughs> Here's the issue. We start, I started with the vision of like big, cozy, comfy chairs. No. What is What is that turquoise vase? This is collar like daddy. Terse type balls. Those it's are- like an urn. It's like a sad low bud shiva in here. <laughs> what is going on? Okay, let me explain to you. Oh, sorry. I'm so happy someone called out because every time someone comes in here, they're like, it's so cute in here. I'm like, it looks like a grandmother's room. No, I like this. You like this. I don't understand what's happening with your floral concept. (laughs) Richard, it's okay. It's anxiety. It's okay. (laughs) 
basically Richard is having a panic attack and Henry's like, get the fuck away from me. Are you okay? Are you about to? Is he okay? He's fine. We just need a break. See ya. Hmm. It's okay. It's anxiety. Do you want to hold him? It's okay, Richard. Don't fucking embarrass me. I love how Henry has like zero give a fucks. Okay, we're swerving. Am I allowed to put my feet on here? Please, it's fine. Thank God. We're going to get rid of these chairs anyways. Okay, so when I designed this room, I really had a vision where I had a vision where the chairs, I think we need to take your dog to the vet. No, he does this all the time. It literally is like he gets overwhelmed. We went to the Bahamas a couple years ago and he was in such emotional distress that we left him that he had like a whole anxiety condition. We almost put him on Prozac. This episode is presented by Sparkling Ice. Turn up summer with sparkling ice. They have over 17 anything but subtle flavors, all made with zero sugar and packed with vitamins and antioxidants. Iced tea and lemonade, strawberry watermelon, tropical punch, peach nectarine. Yum. Crank up the flavor, sparkling ice, anything but subtle. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Some things work so well. It's basically magic. Like, my favorite highlighters that I'm like, wow, how did you all of a sudden make me look glowing? And you know what else really works, Dottie Gang? Shopify. It is a global commerce platform that helps you sell. I've seen a big difference in my online merch sales. They are especially good at turning browsers into buyers. I can see someone that's been on the site but didn't check out or someone that checked out and then is revisiting the site. Like, If you want to grow your business, Dottie Gang, sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash unwell, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash unwell. How the fuck are we friends? How do we become friends? Okay, you know what's so funny? I don't even know if you remember this. We met during the pandemic in person and we had DM'd a couple times. Now, I, I didn't know who you were but I knew that you and your ex-partner had this show. I had heard of Caller Daddy. And then you had DM'd me a couple times, I think. Or maybe maybe your ex-partner had DM'd me a couple times. And I ignored them because I'm a lovely person. And then somehow during the pandemic, I think we started talking on Instagram. Yes. And following each other. And then like so annoying, met up, became like internet friend. And uh, then did a podcast swap. I will never forget how bad that podcast was. because You didn't know what a swap was. I had no idea I'll never do again. It was so... Out- Who's calling me? This is so unprofessional. I mean, you would never do this with Hailey Bieber. <laughs> I would have my phone in the different room. Meanwhile, I'm like, hold on, let me she check. She would have <laughs> fresh florals. The urns would be put away. This is some bullshit. You know what? No, you're right. That's how we became friends. First, we started as podcast friends. Yeah. And then after we podcasted, I remember we were like, huh. Oh, we like each other. Like, and then we had the connection where you know my boyfriend yes. through childhood. Yes. And it's like a whole thing. Right. So it ended up working out. And then like family friends and stuff. A hundred percent. But you know, as a podcaster, you meet a lot of fucking people. I don't fuck with that many people. Mm. 
I really don't. And you keep coming back around to me. I Yeah, I like you. I don't know what's wrong with me. I appreciate you coming on because I'm desperate for a guest right now. Around the holidays, we can't don't get anyone. Don't you even <laughs> look me in the eye and say desperate for a guest or I will shank you in the backyard. Desperate for a guest, Alex Jackie, Cooper? Jackie, you are like low. <laughs> I don't have guests. No, you know what? That's I wanted to say to anyone that is new, you have balls. Oh, no, you've got a big vagina. Massive. Massive. And don't you always talk about how you have to put like multiple yeah. tampons? But you know what? Here's the thing. And if there's one thing that I want to say on Caller Daddy today is that my vagina is not wide. It is shallow. So for a long... <laughs> I have a very shallow vagina and I'm a woman of extreme efficiency. So like I don't understand light girlies. Like you go to fucking CVS and you're getting tampon lights. We already have to deal with the pink tax. Now I'm having my Gloria Steinem moment. Oh, Get ready for it. Oh, we love it. We already have to pay the pink tax. All boxes of tampons are the same price. Okay. So why would you go light when you can go ultra? <laughs> Just from a fiscal standpoint. Wait, do you buy the ultras? Fuck yeah. I will. I have fit two ultras inside of me. Side what? by side like fighter pilot jets. Like fucking Top Gun. <laughs> One time I bought, I thought I was buying Super and I realized I bought Super Plus and I was like, oh, this is like in the big leagues. I didn't even know there was Ultra. I can raw dog Ultras. <laughs> and you think about it. Okay. You're either like changing lights every 20 minutes or you Ultra that shit. You're ready to rumble. <laughs> you could fly to fucking Abu Dhabi. Have you ever bled through an Ultra? Uh, fuck Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's like, good. Came out of me. Slid down the mountain. Isn't that the worst when you have a tampon and you can feel it's it's coming out? There is. Let me tell you something. I was coming back from Paris. Okay. A few months ago, and I had an ultra in because I'm you know a feminist, and <laughs> I was going through customs, and I thought I was good to go because I did like a mid-flight switcheroo. <laughs> And thank God I was wearing a jogger pant with an elastic ankle because something happened during customs where I was like, she is, she has left my body and it fell out and it was just pooling at my ankle. (laughs) Sorry. I know her throat's closing up. This is really disgusting. Are you saying that your ultra tampon popped out of your vagina and slow and steady like a ski toboggan? (laughs) Just slid out. And I was like, I was trying to like, like tilt my pelvic floor and like Kegel it back in. But it had, the, it, the ultra had left. We, the and so it's sitting at the bottom of essentially the elastic pocket yeah. of your jogger. Yeah. And what did you do? Because customs, there ain't no moving. You're well, in Like that. I said, thank God I had an elastic <laughs> ankle and I just moved low and slow. Like I was just like. Were we, you with your husband? No, I was alone. Which is kind of unfortunate because I would have loved to like have that experience. I actually agree with you when something like funny or embarrassing or just like out of body is happening when you're alone, it can be even worse slash funnier because you're like you're going through the internal self dialogue of like, what do I do? What do I do? It would have been 10 times better. Pops out. Where are we going? What am I going to do? Where are we going from here? Do I just like turn a blind eye and like keep on moving with my fucking passport or do I pick it up? Like, I don't know. And I almost wanted to like tell people in the line because I thought it was so hilarious. I have never, I will say to anyone listening, if you're having like a bad day, just think that you've never had an ultra slip out of your, an ultra. It's like a twin mattress. 
your vagina yeah. and slip down your leg. When did you take it out? Oh, I went. I like. Well, I didn't run because I, I couldn't run, but I did a very slow <laughs> stroll to the bathroom. And yeah, I want you to like take me through iterations of yourself through life. So like start at like young Jackie. No, Jesus. no. Like a okay, Barbara. Walters. No, 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 no. But like, do you know what I'm saying? Like bring me back to young Jackie and I mean, walk us through. So people can really get to know like who you are and the evolution of you. I am embarrassed to say that my evolution has been pretty non-evolutionized like I have been like kind of the same my whole life it was just about what I was able to get away with you know because like when you do have adhesive headgear and gingivitis and you're like like things aren't landing the same way when you're in seventh grade as when you're 32 you know what I mean like it's it's taken years for me to like fully be like all caps myself in public but as a kid I was super obnoxious I was annoying as fuck I hated socializing but like I did the thing because I didn't want to be a loser um but I was always like I loved uh, like doing like characters and I was always like doing bits and I was like just annoying as fuck like my parents were like literally go play on the freeway like that was like a like I wasn't allowed to be in the house which is interesting because now I have this like weird thing where I can't be home from 10 to 4 like I have to be out of the house because I have like this weird like Nell energy about it and I just don't like festering at home it makes me feel like a loser where do you go anywhere and I'll sit in parking lots I don't care I do not like being home Wait, what? It's the weirdest thing. We okay, so can you So as a kid, my parents were like, get the fuck out of the house. And you just go. Oh, I would I mean, self-amusement is truly like the rhythm of my dance floor. Like I love being alone. I love being untethered. I like doing weird shit. I don't care. I never have cared if other people get it or think yeah. it's funny. It like you just said, it yeah. makes it funnier when nobody else understands what's going it's on. It's so true. Someone DM'd me. I I posted something the other day where I was like, it's not that revolutionary. Like I'm just alone a lot. Someone messaged me like, I love how like you and Jackie always make me feel better because you guys are just always alone. Yeah. And like doing shit alone. You guys feel so comfortable alone. And I'm like, why would I want to be with anyone else? You have a husband. I have a partner. I'm like, why would I ever want to be with anyone else? I feel like the most myself when and like comfortable and yes I do have like slight OCD tendencies as diagnosed by a licensed professional but I feel like so alive and present when I'm by myself I, do I don't too. feel like I gotta start tap dancing yeah. you yes know? yes and I'm happier me too <laughs> okay bye bye <laughs> bye guys <laughs> gotta go no I appreciate that can you explain what gingivitis is and also sure did you have to publicly wear an ad- um he's a headgear no only oh. no 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 I didn't but like sleepovers weren't a thing <laughs> I did have like those rubber vans that like really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and unfortunately I've always loved a mixed metal so I would go like gold silver like brackets like on my braces okay so you had gingivitis okay. is a condition <laughs> a dental medical condition in which you have hypersensitive inflamed gums <laughs> So I had an allergy to the cement on the braces, you know, so my gums like I had no teeth. It was just gum and metal. (laughs) And then I would have to get my braces off every month, which is why I had them for almost five years, because I needed to let the gums breathe. Yeah. 
and they would just bleed constantly. I just always, I mean, bleeding out of my vagina, bleeding out of my gums. It's a, it's a whole. Why thing. do I feel like that made you? This is so insulting. Uh-huh. Why do I feel like that made you? Please <laughs> 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 let me say <laughs> a mouth breather. <laughs> Am I a mouth breather? I probably no, I am. I feel like back in the day, <laughs> oh, back in the day, you would be a mouth breather because, like, <laughs> oh yeah, there were so many fluids, and I always had a roll-on lip gloss to boot, so it was so shiny and so like, I was. It was a lot. Okay, so you 100%. were a mouth breather. Yeah, you had gingivitis. You had a headgear, but I was like in on it, mm-hmm. and I was also hugged a lot as a kid. So I was. Like, I would come home, like, if I ever had, like, any type of insecurity or, like, this or that, you know, like, in middle school, I wasn't super cute, but I had, I really, like, leaned in. You got it. You, you got know the what joke. I, mean? I was like, whatever. I'm like, who wants to be hot in middle school? How embarrassing. That's something where I remember where people were trying to expose me for my younger photos. And at first, like, because I had, like, not gone through therapy yeah. about it, I was like, I was so ugly. Like, I was so awkward. And I was like, I felt like I was doing whack a mole to, like, try to get people to not know what I looked like. And then I was like, how incredible to know that I didn't fucking peak in middle school, you dumb bitches. Like, exactly. how great. Like, how great. It's okay? so not that big of a deal. And it's like, why, when you see people's middle school photos, most of the people, this is so fucked up, but sorry, but most of the people that Don't were like. Don't apologize to me, Cooper. Okay. <laughs> most of the people yeah. that were like the hot chicks in middle school are now addicted to like. Meth. Yes. Okay. It or didn't baking. go well. Exactly. And I think, listen, if you're listening and you were a beauty queen since day one. Well, uh, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, we, you know, we, yeah, fuck you. And also, like, I, even now, I don't really think, I don't put, like, a lot of weight on how I look. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not where I get self-esteem at all. Talk about that. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think that, like, I've, I'm lucky that I had a good childhood mm-hmm. and I've always felt pretty secure-ish. And I just have never, like, thought that that was a sustainable way to get self-esteem. Like, yeah, I just don't think that's, like, the thing that people should aspire to get attention for. I agree. I, I mean, think... Granted, I'm gorgeous. <laughs> you're I like, don't get it wrong. Like... <laughs> I just want you to know, if you're not watching the video, I also happen to be super cute. <laughs> if you're listening to this, quickly just tune in. You will swerve off the road if you see this beauty sitting across from <laughs> You will me. get a boner that will go through your windshield. However, no, I I have met like some of the most beautiful people in the world that yeah. I think are fucking busted because they're so boring. And especially nowadays yeah. in 2022, mm-hmm. I think we really need to prioritize like some fucking personality and opinions because I'm bored with everybody on the fucking Internet. It's I called agree. shelf life. Have fun. When I was doing research for this, <clears throat> which was minimal, I wrote down something that I thought was interesting and I was like, I, I thought I knew you. Okay. And apparently I don't know you at all. Okay. And I was like, I think Jackie Schimmel is subtly a version of Anna Delby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And then it really clicks. I was like, this bitch bought her fucking art. They're in on this together. Uh-huh. You faked a college diploma mm-hmm. from UCLA. Mm-hmm. To get a job. Yeah. Can you please confirm and clarify? And first of all, I just want to be clear. I wasn't like going on to Jackie's shit trying to find out if she's been arrested. It's like on your website. You're like, I faked my college diploma, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So first of all, did you ever attend UCLA? No. Okay. (laughs) But I lived in off-campus housing. 
Like I somehow was able, it was a different time. I was able to get to the UCLA like roommate housing site. What? Yeah. And I lived with all UCLA students like in an off campus like housing Okay, establishment. I need you. I think that when I was reading about that, I was like, okay, I have cheated on tests. Duh. Of course. Who has? And I've gone to extreme lengths of like cheating and I got caught a couple times. But I feel like it takes a certain level of like sick, Uh like no fear of consequences to fake and to give someone a resume that you're applying for a job and be like, I went to UCLA here. How did you come up with this? How did you make it happen? And are you good at Photoshop? Um, you know what? I Photoshop didn't exist back then, but I did have the paint app, humble brag. So you created a fake diploma from UCLA. I had gone to community college for literally one day. Couldn't have been like less interested. I was like, this is terrible. I graduated high school with a 1.8 GPA. Wow. It's like my favorite thing to drop in. Wait, really? Literally. Yeah. Just no interest in school. None. None. No drive. No. No concern that like you wouldn't get a job. No, I wasn't like thinking that far ahead. (laughs) I kind of just figured like, I'll just like get in there and like, you know. Whatever. The confidence? Delusion. The fact that you were like one point whatever the fuck GPA. Mm-hmm. How do you even also even get that? It's actually quite an accomplishment. <laughs> you basically have to fail everything. It's like straight D's. And did It's like D's and C's. Yeah. Through for four years. So then you go to community colleges for one day. For one day. Could not be bothered. Mm. I was like, this is not my fucking journey. So I actually lied to my parents for like a year and said that I was going to college and I doctored. That's how I got my paint app Photoshop skills. I was faking report cards and my parents were like very hands off. They trusted me way too much. Like they like weren't asking questions. They weren't like how was like they just didn't ask. About what the it. fuck were you doing during this time? You know, there was this amazing cheese shop what? downtown. I was cooking. I was eating. I was drinking boxed wine. I was like going on walks. I was I, I don't know what the you fuck didn't even have doing. a job. No. And then eventually I, while I was lying to my parents, I got an internship. So then I, and then lied to them and said I was graduating college, but I was only a sophomore. And then they offered me a job. And that just kind of started, kickstarted my fraudulent uh, life. And then you literally just started giving people saying you went to UCLA. Mm -hmm. How, I'm interested to know, because I think when you start a lie, it can tumble 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 yeah how far did you were you buying like Bruins UCLA gear like <laughs> woo go Bruins like what like woo um well I only was lying to like human resources or like people like super high up that I wasn't with every day so Got like it. every by the way I have no fucking chill I am like the most I have borderline Tourette's where I have to tell everyone everything all the time right. so I think that's I, I it was a real learning curve but everyone that I was working with like kind of kind of knew you know interesting and then HR didn't no and it didn't really it didn't really cause a problem until I started working at like a really you know esteemed financial institution where they did this little thing called hot tip employment verification oh so part of that is they call all the admissions offices and then they like confirm your degree And what happened? Well, the good news is that I was in charge of employment verification. So I just kept taking mine and putting it at the bottom of the list. Stop. And then did you ever get caught? No. I'm going to honestly say I respect it because I think it takes a level of 
I don't know the word. Like it, it's really a ballsy move that I don't think a lot of people could pull off. Like what would be the worst that could happen? Oh no, I'd get fired from my receptionist gig at the financial institution where it was miserable all day. Like, no, you're right. I guess it's actually really innovative and crafty. Um, where do you get your confidence from? Um, I, I think that I'm myself all the time. Hmm. And I like myself and I understand that not everyone is going to fuck with me. And that's totally cool. I appreciate that because I feel like it takes, I feel like no one says like, I like myself because now I'd be like, you're a narcissist and you're an egomaniac. It's like, no, I just like myself. I've got to live with myself here. Totally. So we're going to. I don't think I'm like the prettiest person in the entire world. I don't think I'm necessarily that smart. I don't think I'm the funniest person. I don't like I don't think any of those things about myself. I'm just like happy I get to like do the thing as me. Because what else am I going to be miserable? I'm going to wake up and be like, God damn it, Jack, you need veneers. Like whatever. Who cares? Like that's such a waste of time. Let's talk about the real reason you're here today. (laughs) Okay. You are here... I'm actually sweating too. You're here to defend a woman's right to wear an ankle boot. Oh, yes. For anyone that has no idea what I'm fucking talking about, Morgan Stewart came on the podcast. That bitch. That fucking bitch Mm -hmm. came on my podcast and had the audacity to fuck up my. Every single person that works at Call Her Daddy ruined I've been on team zooms of people being like Alex what am I supposed to do do I have to throw up my ankle boots let me just clarify to anyone that has no idea what we're talking about Morgan Stewart came on call her daddy Mm -hmm. and basically took a hard stance yeah against ankle boots I have a lot of thoughts about this Okay. okay yeah I have known Morgan and love her dearly for years and years a very good friend and I know that when Morgan assassinated the ankle boot (laughs) In early November of 2022, I I can close my eyes and envision what she was talking about. I think she's thinking of like a round toe, Louboutin, chunky heel, like club rat, one oak shoe. Oh, okay. I will say as a woman with very long femurs, I'm talking about myself, <laughs> and gorgeous sculpted chins, talking about myself. That I look very good in an ankle boot. Dare I say, stunning leg porn only fans. So this is controversial because she said not even Irina, how do you say her name? Irina Shank? Shank. Shank Shank. could look good. So you're essentially saying you are more gorgeous on the lower half (laughs) than Irina Shank. I do suffer with dermatitis on my legs, so I'm working on it. But... But I fuck with an ankle boot. Now, Morgan has since specified. Now let's I'm, call her. Let's I want to call, call her. I just sent Morgan my um, location. Come through, bitch. Oh, wow. Okay, let's call her. That is drama. It's very drama. I'm like, where are you? <laughs> Roll up. She should be nervous. What else is she doing? She's just got some kids, whatever. Yeah, big whoop. Wow. No? Oh! oh. <laughs> Hi, Morgan. Hey, Morgie. Hi, honey. Wait, I'm putting you on... Am I not doing this right? Okay, here I am. I'm so stressed out. I got it. Tell so, her she's being recorded. It's um, illegal. Currently, you're being recorded. Mm-hmm. I'm being recorded. Okay, I like it. I like it. And I'm sitting across from Jackie Schimmel. Oh, we love her. We've been mm-hmm. talking Jackie. shit on you for 20 minutes. Yep. <laughs> Happy 
have you? No, you guys like me too much to do that. Okay, we need you to settle ankle gate, ankle boot gate. Mm-hmm. I just want to let you know the amount of women that have now thrown out all of their ankle boots because of you. It's been honestly an uproar that's happened. And I want to give you the chance to clarify. What did you mean? What, <laughs> yeah, did, you what mean? did you mean, Morgan? This is literally... Oprah said she wasn't eating meat anymore. This is what I've done to the ankle boot industry. Like I yeah. did not realize this is and your friend's the, closet. Way, my DMs me. are flooded. It's very clear. First of all, to use our dear friend Jackie as an example from dinner, a flat combat boot is not the ankle boot I was referring to. I was referring to the black suede heeled ankle boot with the inner zipper where the zipper's inside the boot. And the only real issue I have is when that is being used as a heel and it is an exposed ankle boot. Like an ankle boot with like a sheer Aldo. tight and a mini skirt, not, doesn't work. Doesn't work. Okay, okay. I actually want to go ahead and say I agree with you. I agree with that. Thank you. Okay, okay. Because I think this is the thing. How many people wear an ankle boot and then there's like your pant goes over it and you're right. wearing a fucking boot with a jean? Great, great. You don't know. Fine, no problem with that. But you when got you're free wearing shins. yes, yes. But when you're wearing a dress or a skirt or even shorter jeans, it's a little 2012. Yeah, it's like Aldo, Steve Madden. We're giving. We're giving yeah, Inland work. Empire, Nordstrom, And also, just to be ver- very clear so everybody at, uh, at home understands, is you're also wearing a skinny black pant or jean and it fits into the ankle boot, you still don't tuck the pant into the boot. Okay. Okay. Unless it's a baggy so ankle angry. boot and it's like an Isabel Morant style, that works. I was but just going to use that as a counter argument. Oh, 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 I literally, Morgan Stewart, I was just going to say, as someone with gorgeous shins, you know how Isabel Morant does that little dip in the front? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That little dip dip. Me looking good in the dip dip. Yeah. So Jackie's been um, bragging about her shins. (laughs) Um, Oh, we just hung up. Okay. Apparently. Bye. I don't know if I hung up on her or her phone died. Goodbye, Morgan. You've already had your time on Caller Daddy. Yeah, this, this is Jack. about you, Morgan. This is about me. Okay, so I actually think that clarifies a lot, and I it do does. feel better about it. I'm yeah. really not just now not going to answer her if she calls. Yeah. I think I feel better. I Do you still stand by, though? Like, are you going to go to an event with a dress and an ankle boot? I would never wear a heeled ankle boot. Okay, me too. Neither. Not, I would wear, like, a Western-style ankle boot with, like, a little bit of a heel. Yeah. But not, like, a stiletto ankle boot. I agree. Of course not. Now I could never. I mean, even if I was, I would lie about it. Right, I don't of want Morgan to harass and bully me. I, I, it's really interesting to see how powerful that conversation was. And I'm like, Jackie, are you going to say anything today that is going to traumatize my audience? Probably. Let me get myself some water. I know. I've been screaming about ankle Hold boots. On. Hold on. Oh, I'll put this in the cute cup. Okay. Oh, wow. Paper straws. I'll give you a fucking hot take. Fuck the turtles. I like plastic straws. <laughs> you know what? Although I I I actually agree with you in terms of By the way, I love that that's like the most controversial thing you could ever say. I was at like a fucking dinner <laughs> and I said something like it was like an influencer dinner. We don't we'll never talk about it again. I'm you so You went to one of those? I only went to one and then I got like basically kicked out. And I said something about like bring back the plastic straws and it was like I had just said, like I had done like a Hail Hitler or something. Like it was like, it was like the whole, like there was like a rogue wave of shame and disappointment. And these girls were like, 
that's just like not cool. And I'm like, I can't make a joke about plastic straws. I cut them up when I'm done to save little baby Franklin. You know Franklin? Of course I know Franklin. Yeah. I think you're right. There's bigger issues of how to solve the issues with the environment. Like Come stop going house. on your private planes. Oh, yeah. How about let's, that? Let's like tackle bigger issues. Yeah. Yeah. You think you're superior because you mm-hmm. suck out of a paper limp dick straw that's compostable? Yeah. Me too. I love it. Love it. Shout out. No single use plastics, guys. Okay, so let's talk about our dinner the other night. We'll Mm -hmm. start with this. We went to Tower Bar, which is like a great place to go, right? Great vibe. Dark. We had a great conversation about mean girls and like adult mean girls. And we're talking about, we're not talking about the movie mean girls. I'm talking about like real life women that are bitches. Yes. I want to know how do you define a mean girl? I think a mean girl is probably someone that's dealing with insecurities mm-hmm. and therefore is deeply threatened and put off by people who feel um, who feel like they it highlights what they dislike about themselves. I think a mean girl is someone who um, projects a very different version of themselves mm-hmm. to the public and then, you know, behind closed doors is just like spewing mad shit that says nothing about the other person. It's all about them or someone who someone who can't be friends with someone who's doing better than them mm-hmm. is a fucking mean girl. I completely agree with I think every single or thing you dude. said. Dudes are the same way. It's It, it takes like if you can't be happy for someone uh-huh. that's doing better than you or or has something that you want mm-hmm. and there's not a there should never be a sting yeah I don't feel like there should be a lingering sting I I agree with you and I something I was thinking about was like I agree with you on the mean girl thing I think there's like such a deep-rooted insecurity and there it almost feels like there's this like underlying like anger in them everybody deals with like feeling like they're not enough or they're mm-hmm. not funny it's smart successful whatever it is everybody has those feelings you need to buck up grab your vagina and differentiate that how you're feeling has no merit to what other people are doing you need to be like this yeah you need to like what are you doing like I just find that to be it's so embarrassing listen I think there is a different level of like everyone talks shit it's a bonding technique, A. It's mm-hmm. therapeutic. Yes. And it's really not that big of a fucking deal. You can tell when someone's talking shit and it's like a genuine like, oh, you're like really upset about this. If you're like bothered. Yes. Like it's a joke. Yeah. Like we're chilling. Like You're too close to it if yes. you're so bothered. How would you handle a mean girl who you can tell is like genuinely trying to like make you feel like shit? Um, I think... Like in any situation, you have to get ahead of it. And like directness is always the Mm. best way. It throws people off, especially you get one of those kinds of girls that's like really trying to like whip in Nene and like Mm -hmm. fuck you up. You're like, you want to dance? Let's start fencing like the parent trap. Like you want to play? Let's fucking play. I'll stab you right in the eyeball. Like We're not doing this dance. So I like to nip shit in the bud and let them know what time it is. Like I'm, I see we're watching a different movie you're watching mean girls and i'm watching poltergeist (laughs) you know what i mean like i do not 
fuck, fuck like that. So what the fuck would you say to someone? I'd be like, what is your intent here? Are you trying to like, you just have to like get a high beam flashlight mm-hmm. and just roll and be like, mm-hmm. like, what is your agenda here? Just cutting right. Cause I think could people could also argue like just killing people with kindness. If that's I don't your mean, journey. I, I, <laughs> that's personally not mine. Also, I will say, I think sometimes with my energy, I'm like, I just like don't have the energy for sure. you. Like be a bitch. And I'm literally like, this is so embarrassing for then you. Then you can just sit like a little shiva and you right. just clip it. Right. You're like, like, we're, okay. not, you, we're not friends. I've had people write in of like, if someone's being a bitch to me, you can really just say, hey, Caroline. <laughs> like Caroline, I don't know anyone. Caroline, what's the agenda of this conversation? Yeah. What's your agenda? Or here? what my dad always told me to say is, what's your point? Yeah. What's your point? Because then they're like, well, my point, no, no, no. What's your actual point? Where are we going here? And there's something that's so off-putting about being like very brazen in a conversation when you can feel that someone's trying to like mince you Uh and put you into a corner to say something so you look stupid or embarrass you. Just, you just lean the fuck in. Mm -hmm. Go harder. And humor diffuses everything and is like the ultimate like, it's just mm-hmm. it's the card mm-hmm. it's the card that always fucking wins you're right you're right so you can diffuse anything and say exactly what you need to and make it like light, light. and fluffy and not drama because I don't play that game either there's nothing more cringe and embarrassing mm-hmm. you don't want to be the girl crying at a dinner because like Katie from Milwaukee <laughs> hurts your feelings because she doesn't like your ankle boots <laughs> making it about me no again. literally I, I get what you're saying just like Take control of the narrative, yeah. make it funny, and be unbothered. How do we make it funny? How do you make it funny? I think you get ahead of it. I think, like, self-deprecation always really mm-hmm. works. Yep. But, like, if someone said... Say some, say a girl's in a room with everyone, and, like, a guy didn't end up texting the girl back, and her friend's a fucking mean girl asshole, and she's like, yeah, well, Johnny didn't text Sarah back. Oh, Sarah. Yeah, be like, yeah, it's probably because I have herpes. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's probably because I have, like, small tits and no ass. And, you, like, it's yeah. something, like, making fun of yourself that you're it's probably just... probably because I have herpes, but, like, I'll just, like, kill him tonight. <laughs> And you, Kirsten. <laughs> you just like get ahead of it. Be like, yeah, oh my God, what will I do? I'm probably just going to like die alone because I'm just like so unfuckable. And, and you say that. Maybe not that exact thing, but you say like, yeah, I'm going to die alone, right? Um, Kirsten, what's your point? Yeah, Kirsten, are, do you feel good? Yay, good? Kirsten. Yeah, Kirsten. You're like, Kirsten, you good Sorry, now? Sorry, Richard and Henry. You look cooler to everyone in the room. We good now, Kirsten? Woo! Woo! Okay, go, let's all go back to Kirsten, having a good time. Okay. Yeah. What do you think is a character flaw of yours? Oh, without a doubt, no hesitation. I can lack empathy. Mm. I can be very, very unempathetic towards myself and towards everybody else. I don't have like an amazingly large sensitivity chip. Mm -hmm. So sometimes now I've learned to just fake it a little bit. It's good. (laughs) Self-awareness. Because it's the best I can do. But I don't really have like the threshold to sit at a lunch Mm -hmm. and like hear my girlfriend complain about her boyfriend over and over. And then they break up and then they get back and then she hates him. And then this happened and then that happened. I have little to zero empathy for like and even things that are worse than that. Like, I'm a little desensitized. You're, you're going to be more like the friend that's like, okay, so we've had this conversation 10 times. 
we can't talk about this anymore. Like you got to break up with him or shut the fuck up. Do you think that comes more with like experience and age? I think it comes from a lot of things. I think I'm like predisposition to just be like that. Mm -hmm. I've kind of always been like that, which is terrible. And then I've like been through shit. I lost my mom pretty suddenly. Mm -hmm. I like I've been through like a lot of like seemingly traumatic events and I don't use those like as a crutch yeah I I don't know I just I and you're not supposed to do this you're never supposed to like compare like traumas or tragedies but like I would I just I think that a lot of complaining is so um counterproductive I actually uh can totally see where you're coming from my my best friend had lost her father yeah and I remember having a conversation with her where she was like everything now just sounds so Dumb. Like dumb. Like dumb. Shut the fuck up. Oh my god. And then like I mean, you'll get friends that that call you that need to talk about like something that is so trivial. And if mm. you're someone who doesn't like I and I'm working on it, but mm. I would I'm not someone who like leans on people. I've mm. I try. I've been better about it, yeah. but like I don't like attention for sad stuff. Uh-huh. I so get that. I have a hard time understanding and comprehending and like being a pillar of support for people who are so comfortable getting attention for sad stuff you know I think it's also there's a lot of people that find like almost get fueled and find like connection through yeah connecting being like just complaining about everything to people their person like and trauma bonding yeah 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 and I actually I am similar to you in that aspect of like I remember I would be interested to know if this affected you with your husband but like yeah I remember in the beginning of dating my boyfriend would always be like okay I am your partner yeah. I can tell you're upset about something like do you want to share it totally I'm like grossed out by like talking about my issues same because I feel like I'm too aware that they're like it's trivial to me or- it's big right now but this is trivial like yeah. I don't need we don't need to talk about it I'm upset about this like yeah let's move on where then my partner's like yeah but like this is like if you're upset about this like let's talk about it totally does Andrew ask you to be like babe can you give me like a little something here yeah I think that he yeah my husband definitely like feels close and wants to share and wants and I'm I just I've worked on it a lot I still have a lot of Mm -hmm. room to grow because it's just not my thing like it is not my default setting it is so uncomfortable for me I get like just I'm just like icked by it I'm a self processor Mm -hmm. and I just it's where I do the clearest thinking and healing and I get defensive sometimes even with friends because I feel like they it validates them Mm. for me to dump or to you know emotionally it validates the relationship or that I'm turning to them or I'm leaning on them and maybe that's me being like fucked up and guarded which it could be but I don't need to do that Mm. so I don't want to do that I I just think listen if you feel like you're you process shit alone I think especially for women you almost feel like what's why do I not want to like or you're being guarded or you're like secretive it's so not everyone's fucking different like if you don't feel like sharing you don't have to I agree. I agree. Um, Okay. You brought up your mom. Yeah. I have a lot of people write in Mm -hmm. that are like, 
how do I handle grief? And I understand everyone deals with it differently. Totally. Oh my God, yeah. How would you give advice to someone that is like recently going through grief? Just like how to even understand it, handle it, move forward? I mean, it really is like case by case. And I think that people who are like going through like a very difficult time should know that literally everything is temporary. Like Mm -hmm. everything in the world is temporary. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, I was, I like went through like a really weird time where I was just like my whole world was shook. Like everything I thought I knew was different. Like everything, like every security anchor was gone. And I was like free balling. And I was like, what the fuck? So in those situations, whether you're grieving or not grieving, like, and your life is uprooted and you're in transitional periods, it's like you either sink or you swim. But for me, stagnant is not an option. Mm -hmm. So obviously, like I go through so many things. It's like a random Tuesday where you're just like crying in a car and you're like, what the fuck? I've always used humor to deal with everything. It makes everything easier. And for people who don't understand, I totally get it. I've got friends that are like, you're so fucking weird. This is so dark. What is wrong with you? I understand that too. For me, I've always used it. It makes everything easier to digest. It's not like, it's not deflective coping. It's kind of like, it, it is what it is. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and I would say like you kind of have to make like an internal decision. Are you mm-hmm. going to sink? Or are you going to swim? For me, my whole agenda, when my mom died, my throat's closing up. <laughs> You're like, can I drink my juice? I'm, I'm like, sweating. Okay, cool. Do you have any vodka? Um, when I like really got in the mindset where I was like, I don't want attention for, for, I don't want to walk into a room and get like the loose clutch on my shoulder of people being like, how are you doing? How's your dad? And are you okay? And oh, your mom loved you. I'm like, no shit, bitch. I know my mom loved me. She hated you. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like you start getting mm-hmm. in that mode where it's like, now people, your whole identity is like you're walking around with a black veil. Mm. Some people love that. We call them grief groupies. Mm. This is the problem. There are human beings who are finally getting attention and they fucking love it. So you go through something terrible and then everyone feels bad for you and then everyone shows up with the casseroles and you feel like you got a little gold validation sticker on your fucking forehead. That's where you get into a weird rhythm of mm. being the victim. That's not the vibe because that has an expiration date. And then everybody goes back to work in three months and everyone fucking forgot because it's no longer relevant to you. Still very relevant to all the other people. Doesn't matter. So I think like you have to I just always said that I was going to like commemorate my mother's life with living the fuck out of mine. It doesn't mean that you don't have terrible days. It doesn't mean you don't feel sad or you miss them. That's always going to exist. But what like why would you not want it want to experience your like why wouldn't you want to just have a good day when you can have a fucking good day? And a lot of that is about like emotional boundaries mm-hmm. and people who don't who don't serve you. Like it, it's it becomes like this whole aftershock wave. You have to kind of just like dial it in and do the best you fucking can yeah it's it's really I don't even I feel like I haven't said anything no no but I I think you said so much and it's helpful to hear because it's just a decision I I think that's really 
I don't want to use the word powerful, but like you, the way you articulate it, you said you did say so much because I think that there's a mentality of like, I mean, I've talked to my friend Lauren about this, like her trying to decide like where, where am I going to go with my life? Cause I have my life and my dad has his life. And like, there's just a lot of shit you have to deal with internally of like, separating your own self from then what happened if that makes any fucking sense thousand percent but also still knowing like that's your parent and you like it's 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 there's so many layers to grief and like every instance is different all I can say is that you just have to like make a conscious decision that you're not gonna walk around with a vigil candle and a fucking deli platter and shiva flowers like Alex Cooper it's all coming for full circle back to the end Shiva of this episode. Flowers. This is why I was triggered. You're literally like, do you know what? how many funerals I've been to with the sad fucking deli platters? I can't even go to a Valley Deli anymore because I've been to so many fucking funerals and the Jews love deli platters. And then you're like, can you imagine you just put a family member in the ground and then you're making like a pastrami sandwich and then you look around and you see these urns and the fucking shitty ass Ralph's flowers. It's terrible. Jackie's fully triggered. She's like, why did you bring me here? I thought this was supposed to be fun. No, I... I I really do appreciate my last question about this, which I I think is very important is there are people Mm -hmm. that on this unself-aware spectrum Mm. have no idea how to handle if a friend is going through something and has lost someone in their life. Okay. Okay. And can you just quickly explain things that have like been, you don't have to give examples, but you could have things that are said that you're like, don't say this, you fucking idiot. Please don't say everything happens for a reason or you will get slapped. Everything happens for a reason. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Katie. Have fun with your mom. Like, shut the fuck up. Don't, do not, anything that is on some spiritual religious bumper sticker, don't you fucking dare drop that shit. Don't do it. When you see a butterfly, don't say, that's, I I could tell that was your mom. I fucking hate butterflies. (laughs) You get a fucking fly swatter, you're like, fuck I swear to God, I saw a rainbow yesterday and I knew it was your mom. I was like, do you want to get hit? Do you want to get hit? Do you want to get hit? It's. This is this is what it's this is a helpful. sign. Did you? Oh, she did this for you. I was, so when I bought my house, okay. I this is like a whole other okay. conversation. Okay, I found my house. It was unlisted. It was off market. My realtor calls me. He's like, "Hey, there's this house that's coming for sale. I only only wanted to buy it in this one neighborhood. Whatever." Okay. So I go to the house. I break in. It was vacant. You the guy was dead. Whatever. <laughs> Broken through the back. The guy's dead inside? No, thank no, God. He had died. Went to hospice in Texas. Dead out. Fine. Great. Vacant. So I like, you know, jimmied my way in and I was like, oh my God, I love this house. So I'm talking to my grandparents and they said, oh, how's how's your guys' house hunt coming? And I'm like, oh, it's, it's good. I think I found a house today. We're going to put an offer. And they're like, which house is it? We used to live in that neighborhood. And I give them the address and it was my mother's childhood home. So I now live in my mother's childhood home. Okay. Um, I did not know. I had never been there because when my grandparents like lived in a different state, we never went there. It would, it, right. I, I wasn't alive. Right. So that automatically made me hate the house because I was like, oh my God, that's so weird. Now it's going to be like this whole like butterflies and rainbows and like Bashert bullshit. I'm like, I'm not dealing with it. Oh my God. 
So I then got into like a severe bidding war where I had to basically bankrupt the entirety of our bank accounts to get this fucking house because I loved it so much. It was locked up in probate, blah, blah, blah. It took me like a year to get this fucking house. Okay. Very ruthless bidding war. So I overpaid by like a, like an obscene amount of money that I can't even really say out loud because it will be alienating and disgusting. Whatever. <laughs> so I get into this house. I have my family over for like the first holiday and every single motherfucker looks at me with that fucking hand, with that loose little grip, the little shoulder grip and the upper the lip quiver and says, your mom got you this house. Your mom brought this house to you. And I'm looking at them and I'm thinking to myself, <clears throat> I've had to spread my legs metaphorically behind a microphone and hawking every product under the sun on Instagram like a shameless, ruthless prostitute for years so that I could buy this house because I bought the house. I wanted to buy the house. Me. I bought the house. Bled my bank accounts dry and you have the nerve to tell me that this bitch, my dead mother, brought me the house if that was the case i would have fucking inherited it i would have bought it before the pandemic when the housing market was a little more stable okay how dare you and i it took everything in me i was clutching my martini glass like with a white knuckling it and i just wanted to bash it over everyone's head and i even said to my dad i'm like if one more motherfucker says to me that my dead mom got me this house I'm going to lose Somebody's going to die in this house. And then the property value will really plummet. <laughs> and we'll have to it's, borrow your flowers for the Shiva. It's, it's so shocked. <laughs> Fuck you. You are leaving today with them. I'm going to I'm not taking them. I hate them. <laughs> These are real. These are real. Okay. We couldn't go low and tight. Had to go. Couldn't go low and full. He's crying. Come here. Sorry. Okay, he's crying. He's upset. Sorry, Henry. Because okay, this is my this is my thought. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up. Like, it, please just shut the just fuck up. Just be like, this sucks so bad. I'm so fucking sorry. Yeah. This is terrible. Like, what do you? What can I do? Okay, that's what I was gonna say. Everyone deals with grief differently. Yeah. So follow your friend's lead. If it's also not your fucking friend and it's acquaintance. Shut the fuck up. Please don't. I had, it was so funny. Like I had a friend that would like weaponize like my grief. Like it wasn't like, I wasn't like, like I wasn't like coming to her to cry. Like I was going to other people and then she like was like, do you not like feel comfortable with me or do you not like feel close to me? And I'm like, you're literally the worst. Like you're making this about you. How are we? You suck so bad. And honestly, like I should send her an edible arrangement because I need to thank her because she made the whole experience like so diffusive because I was like, oh, wow. Like you just took me out of my grief because now I just want to fucking headbutt you. You're so stupid. Right. right, Like what? What do you mean? How is this? How did we make this about you? What movie are you? What? What? It was like I had a stroke. I was like, pourquoi? Do I need to like... (laughs) Do I need to apologize to you because I'm not like sad enough for you? Yeah. I think that's the wrap of up of that is like if it's if it's not your shit, shut just just literally You don't shut need to up. like not talk about nope, like it nope. does, it's not like that. No. It's just like read just let read the, the person read the room. do their thing. Yes. Thank you. And that's totally okay. That is such an extreme place of privilege to not understand and I honestly think that's amazing and you should just like run with that it's fabulous you lucky son of a bitch but um 
yeah, it's like an it's an extreme it's an extreme yeah. tier of privilege to like not understand that that level of and that's cool too totally. But if if acknowledge you don't know it and so don't act yeah. like you have any fucking comprehension of what happened. Oh my god, I love when like a friend who was like, I know, like I lost my um my pet kitty when I was three, and I was like, cool. <laughs> no, even like, sorry to say this, I need to move these. Yeah, um, please even. Even, and I'm not trying to be an asshole, but even when people are like, grandparents. It's the circle of that, life. <laughs> Cue Simba. Let me it's guess. The, they were 80, 90. Like, lie it, down. It was like, <laughs> go to sleep. As right. Kelly Ben's mom once, or Bethany Frankel once said, go to sleep. Right. Like, they they had a good run. Right. And that's like natural. Like, what were you expecting? Like, they were going to have like a revive and just start like, it's, it's, it, that was how it was supposed to go. Oh my God. My grandpa was like, literally, I was prepared for him to die for like 12 years my parents were like listen grandpa's like not super healthy he's like totally overweight like had a terrible lifestyle they told me this when I was seven that fucker hung around till I was like 25 it became like a bit in my family I was like you're still here (laughs) I've been prepared for years I grew out of my fucking funeral dress (gasps) no you're so right it's like I have one black outfit I don't even fit in it anymore grandpa Jesus Christ you're milking the clock it's turn so I can put you in the urn, urn, and Alex can put you in here. We can play. He need a much bigger it's urn. A- he was a very, a very obese man. We, it would take up the whole room. Shout out Jackie's grandpa. Love you. Grandpa. Love you. Is he still here? No, he's dead. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> wow, Alex. <laughs> okay long gone okay we're off Ugh, we're, we're moving off the grief topic yes um i think my last thing is this <laughs> this is actually just out of curiosity mm-hmm. what happened to your zimmerman dress oh <laughs> <laughs> this is still on the topic of grief by the way <laughs> i've experienced so much loss <laughs> Well, you're like fuck my grandpa let's talk about the zimmerman dress. the zimmerman dress honestly you know hindsight's 2020 i'm like i'm too cool for a zimmerman midi dress <laughs> like i've evolved oh, jesus this is funny okay okay give it to well us. i was attending a baby shower okay and i was trying to find something like i found this dress it was a zimmerman dress it had like a molded cup balconette with a cutout oh pockets she loves pockets I love pockets love okay and it was in my size I didn't have to wear a bra I looked cute it like I had just had a parasite so I was very gaunt (laughs) you were like winning like literally my clavicle was protruding and I had like an upper rib cage thing because I was shitting out my colon for weeks no this is like people are gonna be pissed when we were at tower bar and Mm -hmm. you were like I've just been feeling like a little like just like bloated whatever yeah and Jackie turns the waiter (laughs) she's like could I get um some like expired salmon like do you have a raw salmon filet (laughs) That's unrefrigerated. <laughs> the, you guy, were, the guy did not get that at all. He was, he was like, like, pardon? I was like, I'll just never mind. I'll just have the brands, you know. Um, okay, so you're gaunt. You're ready with your dress. I was ready to rumble. Found this dress. I had it hooked in the back of my car. And I have a convertible. And I was doing a bathroom renovation. I'm very hands-on with my renovations. I love the Home Depot. It makes me feel alive. I love it. Insecure Girls go to home depot 
wear something tight and sexy, you will get accosted. <laughs> no, you know what's crazy? Sorry to cut you off, but I remember back, back, back in the day where I said some controversial shit. I was self-aware enough to know that if I went to the University of Arizona, mm. I was going to be like a five on the scale. Okay. Boston University? It's the same thing at a Home Depot. Give me a 12. <laughs> if you go to a Valley Home Depot, you've got better odds. If you go to like... Anything off the 405, it, it kind of depends. It's all, it's all about geography. You could run into Giselle, so yeah. you're going to be the toad. Canoga Park, Home <laughs> Depot, you'll never feel anything like it. So you're saying you go there and you feel the like, hottest, most beautiful version I am of yourself. A, it is the Victoria's Secret fashion show reboot at the Home Depot before 10 a.m. when all the contractors are there. Like, there's no, like, women, like, you know, you're, you're it. That's it. So I was there at about 7.35 in the morning. Jesus. I know. Rise and grind. Okay. <laughs> She's got construction. Literally grinding with contractors in aisle four. And I was in a bike short looking so cute, sawing my own fucking trim. I needed like one piece of trim for a door. I was trying to wrap it up, you yeah. know? And the trim was very long. So I had, I figured the only way I could fit it in my car was to put my top down and shimmy it in the front so it could hang out the back. Okay. <laughs> Super safe. In your convertible. In my convertible. This is like final destination shit. Okay. <laughs> so in in the transportation of my trim piece, I had the dress hooked on the back. Okay. Okay. And I'm driving on the freeway and I'm holding my holding the trim because I didn't really feel like having it. God forbid. I mean, honestly, in hindsight, I wish that that trim would have fucking hightailed it out of the car and like punctured the car behind me and I could have kept the dress because I didn't have something to wear to the shower I couldn't find anything okay I'm holding the trim I'm driving like cursing the day that my husband was born because he's like off at a trip somewhere and I'm just schlepping lumber literally schlepping lumber and I look behind me and I all of a sudden like I'm driving and I just see like a pink like (laughs) Like a pink parachute rising into the sky off the 101 freeway at 734 in the morning. And I'm like, huh. I look behind. It was like slow-mo. I see my fucking dress catch wind (laughs) and fly the fuck out of my car. Okay. So now I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like how do, what do I, what do I even do? So I call highway patrol. I get off the freeway. I didn't even know who to call. I literally was like, I have a dress. It was $850 by the way. Okay. Okay. Tags attached. Oh God. Glad I did. You know, it, it wasn't my journey aesthetically, but it was an expensive dress that I never got to fucking wear. And it was sold out in the size I needed because everyone kept sending me the certain sizes. I needed a two, two for the tits. Two for the tits. Two for the tits. Sold out. So I pull over on the side of the road. I'm now like pilfering through bushes. Looking. Wait, you get out of your car? I kind of, I did a little peruse. Okay. I did a little peruse. But then I thought, you know what? I called the highway patrol. They're going to return it. Like they're going to get it dry cleaned for me. I had a massage. And I was what like, world are you living in? I don't know. I Listen, I live in suburbia. I figured, listen, I call these guys. I'm like, I have a dress that flew out of my car. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like they get called. Abusing. Like, no, literally you're abusing. Someone was stabbed. Yeah. Like, usually it's like there's someone's a riot. on the side of the road. Someone was stabbed. There's an animal yeah. that's dead. There's a car. Cr- Kidnapping. Like, My no. Zimmerman dress was $900. Could yeah. you guys do a loop? Yeah. Could you guys do like, one of those zigzags, you know, where you shut the freeway down <laughs> during rush hour? I'm like, it has cutouts and pockets. It's like so cute. It's so good. It's so hard for me to find a dress where I don't have to wear a bra. <laughs> 
They're like, ma'am. You're like, no, no, no. Size and like, two. I just like, I don't know. Like, should I pull over on the road? Like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like this is like a safety breach. I've already been like sexually harassed at Home Depot. I'm not trying to like get picked up. Um, and what are they saying? I mean, they were laughing. Of course. <laughs> As we all are now, Jackie. We were laughing. Like, we were having a good time. Okay. Like, I, here's where I live. Like, there's a dry cleaner's down. I was like making all the jokes. Okay, great, you know great. what I mean? So I thought, 100%. They're going to fucking, they're going to pick it up drop it off so then I like you know I had to deliver my trim pieces I've got guys on the clock okay I'm not fucking around and this is also relatable and likable daddy gang's gonna love this then I had a massage and I (laughs) so my phone was in my locker whatever and I had posted all of these stories in one of the stories that I had posted on Instagram you can see the dress off the freeway you can see its exact location like under a fence under a pickup truck that was parked on the side of the road like it's like behind you while you're filming you can see the pink someone spotted I missed it yeah so all of a sudden I'm getting like so many messages of people circling like I see where your dress is I see where your dress is I knew exactly where it was I get back in my car I drive back it's not there the next day the dress in my size tags attached sold out everywhere is available for sale for pickup in the Los Angeles location of the real real. <laughs> Full price. Full price. And I'm like, no. So some shady fuck. <laughs> Honestly, love them. If you did this, I will uh, like please show yourself. Yeah, we respect I you. I respect you. I like you. I will go to Tower Bar with you and we'll get raw salmon right. together. <laughs> some shady ass bitch rolled up because I was giving like d- like very specific geographics no I remember you posting I was about like if this. you get off at Canoga and make a right <laughs> like, it's I gonna was... be somewhere near there and what you're idiot. thinking these are people that love me and support me they will bring the dress to me they will get it dry cleaned and bring it to me I thought someone like I imagine like a bunch of girls 25 to 35 in bitch bible merch and like fucking highway patrol like neon vests with flashlights like searching for this dress that's in my head where i like just hawking macho with their shih tzus like patrolling the valley for my dress a search and rescue mission you didn't think no i never thought naive that a little cunt yeah was gonna say <sighs> and you know who do something like that me <laughs> Let me tell you something. When I was 18 years old, if I found out some bitch I had, you know, a Zimmerman dress go airborne off the side of the 101 freeway and it was tags attached for 850 and I was eating bagel bites for three <laughs> weeks, you think I wouldn't be tits deep on the side of the freeway searching for that fucking dress? You are dead wrong. So I can relate and I respect it. I have no words. I I guess we have to, we end it by respectfully respecting the cunt that went out of her way. This one's for her. This one's for her. Mm -hmm. Whoever you are, I actually would fucking love. Love. If you reached out to us. Show yourself. We would actually really respect you. I will. If you're like, well. No, no, no. If this person exposes themselves with receipt, we need a receipt from the real real. I need like. All, like I need a full manila folder to showcase that it's you. I will take you to Zimmerman and I will buy you a full outfit. It was me. <laughs> Alex, we're going to Zimmerman. <laughs> Jackie. I know. I'm, I'm sweating. So sorry to bring the mood down. No, no. I love how when I'm like grief and then you're like, no, I'm going to bring it down even more. Yeah. Grandpa. Pause. Light your vigil candles. No. 
I love you. Thank you so much I for coming. You. I'm sweating. I'm going to pee my pants. This was a great app. Henry! Wait, let's pull the dogs up for oh, one quick yes. little. Come here. Come here. Oh, yes. Okay, can I defend the flowers now? Yes. What? I need to defend the flowers now. Oh, did you do this? I do them every week. They're okay. one of my greatest prides. Okay. Takers A, B. Let me just tell okay, you. Okay, I'm sorry. Yep. Yep. Go ahead. This week, I went to both Bristol Farms and Ralph's. Went twice. Bought a pair. Still didn't think they looked good enough. Okay, okay. No, no. Went back for more. Those pink ones I hate yep. are the only ones that I could find. And okay. it's been... A journey. Jordan, let me also defend you. It's not it's the flowers. The it's base. the vase. The vase is not your fault. No, it's not, not the flowers. The, it's, it's it's the turquoise. <laughs> she thinks the vase. We are 